Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf. Today I have returning guest, good friend, Mark Riccadonna. What's up? What's up? Thanks for podcasting, even though Corona is still slightly happening. But it's lightning. It's lightening up. Yeah. We think, right? Yeah. I've, I've actually got a few phone calls about gigs. Have you? Yeah. I've, I've had a couple gigs. So in this this week, I've had three things that were in the books cancel. And I've I got asked to do two gigs, possibly four gigs. So there, there's two that are like we're pending, but like, are you open this date? But we're trying to see if like we can figure this out. What months are um, you booking? August. Hell yeah, around the corner. Yeah. And there's actually one in July at a winery. It's an outdoor thing. So I was uh, extremely pumped. Mark only does wineries now. Yes. You know. Post-corona Mark. <laughs> I, I wear ascots now, a monocle. <laughs> just, wineries, uh, cigar clubs. Yes. They got me all excited. The cigar club got me so excited because I had a meeting to talk about coming back and about how we're going to start, how they have to structure everything. So they're like, we have a corporate meeting. We know you're a comedian and it's a bunch of musicians, but... We have to go through this because it's protocol. So I sat through this like two-hour corporate <laughs> meeting where they like teach you how to wash your hands, tell you about how to do the doorway properly, like all stuff that's kind of basic knowledge yeah. that you kind of already know, <laughs> but they have to cover their ass, right? Yeah. So then as they're going through it, they're like, so only the outdoor places are going to be open this summer. So And I was like, so that's not the cigar club. And they're like, no. And I was like... I had to sit through this two-hour thing, and the gigs aren't happening. Like I was, you got punked. I got punked hard. But that sounds like an awesome gig. It's I have so much fun at it because it's a bunch. And I say dirty old men, but it's it's women are there too. But it's like a dirty old man club where it's like old guys sitting around with cigars and scotches and like really, really expensive cool. drinks. And you start to realize, like, oh, this is what rich people do. <laughs> I want to do that. I want to be rich. I want to make decisions that matter. <laughs> I want to hold a scotch and a cigar. <laughs> and be like, tell me jokes, comedian monkey. <laughs> I was there one time. I'm not going to say the name of the place because I don't want to. Because if I say anything negative, these people are, like, the best people on the planet. But uh, I was there one time and this this girl in the audience who was she had a few in her and she was talking back to the comics but it wasn't malicious but you could just tell like okay she had a few too many drinks it's a smaller crowd she's she's jumping in so like i was completely fine with it and the other comics that were there were completely fine with it nobody said anything but then she started trash talking another woman right in front of her and the other woman just ignored her. And then all of a sudden, the the drunk girl's boyfriend, who looked like a hired killer, got up and just went over and shoved the guy that was with this girl. Shoved him. He was sitting on a bar stool. And I'm telling you, like, the guy flew about five feet. Like, it was like a football player hit a little kid. 
like just went Jesus. flying and the guy gets up and was like what what and like a whole like a whole thing happens people are like making sure it's broken up and they separate them and they make the the first couple leave and as they leave um the story kind of comes out the drunk girl thought that that girl was somebody else oh my god she was like oh my bad <laughs> <laughs> so the whole thing was is she attacked a completely they attacked a completely innocent couple that had nothing to do with the other thing and it was like a mistaken identity <laughs> people were thrown words were said but then like after the guy got tossed he kind of was like still like not okay with like well, well do you care if he comes back in like no uh, no no after you get tossed please keep me away from yeah, that toxic like, individual that tiger attacked you but it thought you were a hamburger <laughs> so don't you know you you'll go back in the cage with the tiger right <laughs> he knows you're not a hamburger now <laughs> like, no thank you that's awful i'd be so pissed <laughs> they handled it ex- extremely well because it was like out of nowhere because it was literally not the right people. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and that was at the cigar club? Yeah. Wow. Was, how how many people does it hold? Um I bet I bet there could be like a hundred some people in there. Like a, Okay, so it's still like a smaller like It's a smaller venue because it's very private and exclusive, so they don't like just let anyone in. Even though I don't know how I got in, but they like you're Ricky D, man. You're the fanciest of the fanciest. Okay, they got like poker games that go on, and they have like snap. They bring musicians in. They bring in all the cool stuff. I need to go there. It's it looks like it's about the size of like a small bar. So it's kind of is it like speakeasy vibes? It's exactly it's a speakeasy. You have to have a a, your thumbprint lets you in the secret door. James Bond style. It's very cool. I went to a couple in Manhattan years ago. I dated for a hot minute a very elite kind of person. Yeah, you know. They wore suits. Yeah. And he opened up up like this world I didn't know existed in Manhattan of speakeasies where he's like, let's go to this bar. And I was like, this is just a corner in an alleyway. And he's like, so you think. And it's like, beep, bop, boop, boop. And a whole thing opens up. kind of. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you rich people have secret (laughs) Harry Potter worlds here. You you probably remember Matt. He was a bartender at Stand Up New York. He was my old roommate. So Matt is a partial owner, uh, investor in this one speakeasy. And it's called Barbershop. And it's down on the Lower East Side. And you go in, it's a fully functioning barbershop. There's chairs, people See? getting haircuts. You walk to the back wall, and the whole wall opens up, and it's a nightclub. And the, but the cool thing is, is it like when he told me, like, you come, it'll be a lot of fun. It's a nightclub, whatever. I'm like, that's not my vibe. But they don't have like a dude spinning records playing like Zoolander music. <laughs> it's like uh, they have like a surfer band that yeah. play like the guitar and sing doo wop and stuff. In the middle of the dance floor. So while you're like dancing and hanging out and having drinks, like you're right next to the singer. Like they're on the floor with you. It's really, really cool. See, that's what I'm saying. I love that stuff. Me too. I want to know, do you think they have like hidden speakeasies in Philly? I'm sure. they have to. Yeah. This is our next mission. Yeah, I'm going to do some research. I only want to be a comedian at hidden speakeasies. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm the best kept secret in the business. Literally, <laughs> Still, never no one break knows out. Me. Only- <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows we exist. Yeah. Well, nothing would I change. I come out of a hidden box in the hidden speakeasy. You have to bring me in through a crate. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a magic trick. You have to. Bring- yeah. Like I heard that they used to. Um, when Prince would go in and out of his hotels, he would hide in the, in the the um, what are they called? The guys who set up stuff at a concert. I can't believe I can't think of that. Roadie. Okay. They'd put them in like the roadie cases and yes. wheel them in, and like they'd think it was like an amplifier inside a case, but it was <laughs> actually Prince. Prince trying to sneak in so his fans no, I wouldn't love go that. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do that with you. Yeah, no, all of us. We all have to come out of vents on a rope. This next comedian had to hide in the venting system for five hours before the show, and then we're like, Ugh, depending out. on the air, we come out sweaty or ice cold. Some of us like you get stuck a little bit, but then you just fall onto the floor, and you're like, surprise. <laughs> That's the new comedy. Post-corona comedy. <laughs> Did you see the Chappelle special? I've on? seen some of it. I need to see the whole thing. People yeah. are ranting and raving. Koppel, who couldn't be here right now because he's still coroned. He's still um, coroned up. He's corona quarantined. That sounds like he had corona. He doesn't have corona. <laughs> Didn't have it. He's he just... he's still full protecting, you know, himself. Yeah. Um, you mostly are, though, too. I'm, like, because we've hung out, I feel like it's safe. But, you know, Look, like if Mark you had put in it, my air conditioner sick. because I was dying in here. We had like two 90 degree days and I was like, <laughs> I know back in the day people didn't have air conditioners and they somehow survived that. But I was losing. Steam. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to live in like people talk about how they're born in the wrong time. I'm like, no. Because, yeah, it seems cool. But like and even in like you look at the 50s and 60s. There wasn't a lot of air conditioning. No. I want to be alive in the time yeah. of air conditioning 100%. have to have air conditioning. No. Medieval times, I would have probably gone out with a bubonic. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I would have to live in a, like a big northern country, like way north. Mm. And I'd have to be like one of those people who are like bearskin. Oh, but I could see that. I, I could, could see your that. prior Viking life. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd have to be a Viking. I could not be like one of those dudes and... The hot climate. You'd be one of the nice Vikings, though, that didn't rape when you guys took I would, over I village. would get consent after we pillaged. <laughs> no. I'd, excuse me. I mean, it's a custom. If you're not into it, that's cool. She's crying. You're like, I'm going to take that as a no. I'm going to take that say as a no. no. I'll tell you yeah. what. I would hide. There's Listen, other we just burned your hut. So uh, I love we're making jokes of the sickest shit. Um, <laughs> well, a little time's passed. We can make <laughs> Can we make fun of the Vikings? Is Vikings safe yet? Or no? Are we alone? I don't know. You know why, Mark? Because we're still swimming in the historical wounds of all the rape and racism from all time, including kind of maybe dinosaur caveman time. We're at an evolutionary <laughs> tipping point. There, is, there has to be a, a point, and this, is, this might be as about as controversial as I get, but I'm also open that if somebody said something... And talked me out of it that I would. So I'm not like making a hard stance right now. But please say does. your most controversial thing ever on this podcast. Here Go. it goes. Here it goes. <laughs> oh, no. I think after like a couple hundred years, we have to start forgiving things. Like how like bring now. a Nazi in and I'll. Well, that's that's not a couple hundred years ago. Oh, no. that's still. 
That's this is, still, this is where I show how is, awful I am in mean, history. No, but like that is. Wait, when still was the Holocaust? The forties. Definitely not a hundred. So like getting close. Though. We have grandparents that have witnessed. True. But like the Vikings raping and pillaging, you don't know anybody that was raped and pillaged by a Viking. I don't know. And even other your, than you, I don't know any Vikings. <laughs> Mike Albanese, he's a Viking. He's a Viking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like if you went to your grandparents. They don't even know anybody who was affected by that. By the Vikings. Yeah. Like Okay. You know what I mean? It's like it's so long ago. Like how how we're like Christopher Columbus was not a good guy, but it's also that was of the time of what you did. They went and you found took land, land and conquered it. Like that was what they did. Killed the natives, raped the natives. So it's and then said, of, What? I'm the bad guy? I'm the bad guy. I'm I was the just big- trying to tell a boat. I don't know why we made a Mario, but we did. But Limited I, accents over here. And I <laughs> I feel like with Christopher Columbus, like, yeah, we shouldn't like celebrate him, celebrate him. But like to like strip him out of history is ridiculous because that's what they did. He went to a queen, asked for money to go find a quicker way to get to India. And then found a whole continent and like he might not have been the first to find it there were other people that found it but he was the first to put a flag in and say oh look this is a new land i'm not celebrating his ass though i'm glad to be here no but they can't strip him out of history no you can't same with hitler yeah you can't pretend it didn't happen we shouldn't celebrate him yeah i don't celebrate anymore when hitler day comes (laughs) i don't celebrate it hitler day i have not celebrated ever what's hitler day what what date is that date would that be that it should be the day he died because that would be a celebration that that was over yeah and i believe the the most accurate documentation of hitler's life is kung fury Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I yes. <laughs> <laughs> or did you see Jojo Rabbit? No. Oh my God! It's where do I find that? I, I think it's on Netflix now. I saw it when it came out, and it was in theaters. It's like this kid, and this is where humanity happens: is in stories like this. This kid grew up, and he didn't have a father, and he would go to the, like the Hitler youth camps because he was in Germany of the time. Oh, okay. But he had these fantasies that Hitler, and he was a very funny Hitler, would come to him in daydreams and talk to him because this kid had a lot of problems and, you know, with, like, not having a father and whatever. And this, like, charming, funny Hitler would show up. Really? And talk to him. But then... Jojo as, Rabbit? Yeah. It's, and, but it's such a sweet story. And Scarlett Johansson's his mother... And then what ends up happening is, uh, as he's finding out more and more, he finds out that his father was actually killed fighting Hitler, like he was a, a, a double agent or whatever. But they're also, his mother's hiding a, a young Jewish girl in their house, and the kid didn't know it, and discovers the girl. Oh, snap. So now the kid thinks, because you know, this charming Hitler comes to him that he should report the girl and the girl outsmarts him into like holding off. But then he slowly falls in love with her. And then his mom actually tells her like, Hey, we're, we're actually on the bad side, like of, you know, what's going on. 
And you watch this kid go through a change of everything he believed Aww. was wrong. And it's really, it's sweet and it's it's innocent about something so horrible. And I think I'll check that out. It, it's really good. Like if you, you could write the the explanation of it and it could sound like a horrible movie or it could be a very sweet and innocent movie, but it's about this kid's change of realizing like he fell in love with this girl that they're hiding that he didn't even know they were hiding. Okay. It's a really cool story. And and Kung Fury. Kung Fury. You guys can check out for free on YouTube. Mark's yes. the one that led me in that direction. One of the best decisions of my life. <laughs> it's the to watch movie it. ever made. You can describe Kung Fury. I mean, don't give too much away. It's hard to give too much away other than yeah. describing the aesthetic. <laughs> yeah. So of the, it. the it's greatest, so good. The greatest cop of all time <laughs> who is a kung fu master and is partner with a triceratops. <laughs> yes. Has to Go back in time to stop Hitler. Yeah. But he gets some help from Vikings and uh, rides dinosaurs. And it's like a five-year-old. It's what a five-year-old's brain would it's like come up with. so good. He uppercuts a car and it goes flipping in the air. It's so good. Yes, you guys have to check it out. And, and I love how Hasselhoff. Vikings are just making their way into this podcast. We've been talking Vikings and Nazis. This this whole podcast, it's uh, people, your your fans are gonna think I'm some ridiculous violent man. No, they could just feel they can feel your energy. Um, Vikings, man, I I want to do actually some Viking research now. Yeah, I don't really know much about Vikings. To I'll, be I'll dive in with you. Maybe we could do some something fun. A whole Viking thing, Find stuff out. Okay, yeah, we'll have some Viking trivia. Yeah. Maybe next time. That would be because I want to know more about the Vikings. They look pretty intense. Another fun history. They don't look that chill. They but d- maybe I'm wrong. There might have been some, some you know piece. If you ever want to have some a, PC Vikings. Yeah, <laughs> they were very like. If you there's another. Um, I'm gonna have to send it to. you. I can't think of the name of it, but there's a, a almost a comedic version of Game of Thrones. Oh. On Netflix, Norseman—that's what it's called—and it's so funny. It's about—it's a Viking tribe. Okay. And uh, it's really funny. Vikings coming through. And the best part about it—it's one of the first. It's one of the first movies I've seen, like, where the, the most likable and the like most heroic character in the whole thing is female. It's really good. Sold. You would love it. Oh my Norseman? god. Norseman. Norseman. You've given me Jojo Rabbit and Norseman. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to get on that. Jojo Rabbit and Norseman. Okay. Yeah. Um <laughs> So as I just write and take like a little pause. Um Okay, so if anyone wants to book a couple comedy Vikings at their speakeasy, you know who to, <laughs> to get a hold contact. of Kate and we yeah. will we uh, will come horn in hand. <laughs> We, yes, please. <laughs> Drinking out of a giant horn. Yeah, because uh, horns are really either through Viking culture or like Jewish culture. You know, when you blow oh, the yeah. shofar and it's like... <laughs> yeah, so my Jewishness kind of allows me to enter the Viking horn Maybe call. the Vikings are Jewish. <laughs> we have to find out more about they, Vikings. They have beards. They do things with horns. Not Okay, I'm Jewish. I'm allowed to say this. 
I think Vikings are like stereotypically a little bigger, like a little more muscle mass. Yeah, they're like large people, but Jew maybe. But any huge weightlifting Jew, please, and I say this as a Jew. Yeah, hit me up and be like, you're wrong, and then like you can send. Jerry Goldman might have been. uh, He's like he's tall as can be. Played football in college. We need some more Jewish Vikings. I, I don't meet enough. I think that would be, <laughs> yeah. And they they also have names that are hard to pronounce. Long names that are hard to pronounce. Yes, give examples, Mark. If you're um, gonna, <laughs> you and I just don't know. Uh, what's a Viking name? Well, what's his name? Leif Erikson was one, but that doesn't count. That's not hard to pronounce. Is Erikson? That's my boyfriend's last name. Uh-oh. Is that a Viking name? Maybe he's a Viking. Maybe. He's tall, right? He's tall as shit. Yeah. He's probably Viking blood. Got it. See, now we know. Now <laughs> Figured we got it out. It. <laughs> We're like from... historians today. <laughs> Basically, doctorate in history. Let's see. Viking <laughs> Viking names. They have like all those like letters with unlots and the Oh, they do? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like Bjorn Ironside. <laughs> yes. You know he lay in the pipe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bjorn Bjorn knows how to fox. Bjorn knows how to fox for sure. <laughs> Let's see. Harold, Harald, Fairhair, Alvis, Ivar the Boneless. Ooh. The Boneless? That sounds like a fat guy. Is that? That must be a fat guy. The Boneless. Yeah, you're right. Leif Erikson, spelled he's differently. The, he's like the most famous one. Okay. Magnus, Magnus the Good. I feel like Magnum condoms are named after Magnus. Yes. I am a Viking. I know. Knut is... the Great, C N U T. It's cunt spelled a little differently. Cunt the Great. <laughs> I'm Cunt the Great. They're Cunt the Great. <laughs> you should be Cunt the Destroyer. <laughs> That's your Viking. And name. I am the Destroyer of Cunts. <laughs> I'm going to be Boneless Beard. <laughs> <laughs> this is great gorm the old man they really roll off the tongue i'll These tell are, you i like that their last names are so simple they, i mean but true. their name's like schwendelachheim the baker <laughs> <laughs> um okay let's get into the statue stuff i feel like it fits yeah. into what we're saying because people have history. torn down how many statues I feel like have been getting um a lot a lot right they've been it, and I think there's been a few mistakes <laughs> where they've actually ripped down <laughs> good sorry. people's statues really like who um I I, I don't I know why I'm laughing cuz that's awful to have like a good statue but it was ripped like, down fuck it it's a statue it must be <laughs> you know whatever yeah but there are just too many like white dude statues from a certain era and not yeah. enough so women the, statues people of color statues like so let's talk about the statues though that like we know for sure deserved to get ripped down here's uh, so everybody says that well it's a part of history the the, the the other side i should say and i shouldn't assume that anybody listening is on the same side i think but um a lot of the the the, the pro ripping down statues are these are people who oppressed other people. These are people who've done bad. Um, but the people who are pro the statue are saying, well, it's a part of history and you just need to know it. Like, it shouldn't be. But I think these statues should be removed and put somewhere, like a museum, 
So you and then still... we can spray paint dicks in their mouth. <laughs> well, it that's can go just in the music. <laughs> um, no matter who it is, but I because think... who did they tear down? Tear down Christopher Columbus, correct? Yeah, Robert E. Lee, Confederate general. Uh, yep. There's a bunch of Confederate. Soldiers I would love to spray paint down. a dick on the Robert E. Lee <laughs> statue. I think one no, is. Like... Is that the one that's like deep in the water now? I don't know. One of the statues got like, because like there were some fucking dudes trying to pull it out of the water. Like they forgot a statue weighs like so much. They were like literally just trying to tug it out. But what they should have done, and I think some cities have done it, was they were, they took them down and then like they're going to do like, like put them in Gettysburg. Like, Gettysburg is a Civil War town. It's, like, basically a living museum. Yeah, but if you're going to put it in Gettysburg, when they reenact the battles, you have to be able to shoot the racist statues. Yeah, why not? <laughs> That's great target practice. Yeah. And, no, but, like, those statues of those people that they, you know, uh, that they want to remember, but a lot of people say it's a sign of oppression, put them in places like Gettysburg. Or if the, Richmond has an area of about the Civil War, how it was a Confederate, uh, it was the Confederate uh, capital. There should be an area that it's like you can go here and you know learn about the Civil War and what was really happening, and you know they can they can have their how they remember history because they call the Civil War the War of Northern Aggression. Oh, my God. Um, I've heard that. But they can, you know, and have on there that, uh, like, <laughs> here's aggression. the things, and they should have their their the, the history of what they thought at the time. But also know winners get to tell history. The people who won the fight gets to tell the history. So the reality of the the museum is, at the end of it, you should know why... We kicked their ass. Yeah. And I mean, that should be. Because racism and hate don't win, (laughs) y'all. But like. Love conquers. A a lot of my friends that are conservative said stuff like, well, they still have some of the concentration camps in Germany. They didn't rip those down. It's like, yeah, because it's a a really sad place you go as a museum to remember what happened in history. But you're not going to leave in Berlin a Hitler statue because he oppressed an entire race of people. Like, not only a race, he tried to oppress all the races other than his. And it's like, you you took that down. But if you go to Auschwitz, yes, that was where horrible things happened. But it's also you go there to remember what happened mm-hmm. so you don't do it again. You don't allow people to do it again. You don't allow things yeah. to happen. And it's... I don't know why it has to be such a fight. I feel like... It's the same reason the coronavirus was so uh, hard and now there's spikes is because Americans are very pig-headed that if you tell them, like, hey, this is the right thing to do, they're like, fuck you, can't take my rights away from me. And it's, you know, like, I don't think you should take all guns away from people. I get it. That's impossible. There's no magic wand where you can say, okay, no more guns in America because no matter what, there will be guns. We could put limitations on how easy it is to get them. But you say that, and they're like, they're trying to take your guns. It's like, dude, you don't need a bazooka. There's no reason you need a bazooka. Well, now I feel like I need a bazooka. No, I don't. We, we can get <laughs> one. Don't. We can go get one. There's, Molotov cocktails allowed. later, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> 
But, you know, the only I mean? drinks I have are Molotov cocktails. <laughs> no, um, no, I hear you. And I feel like in most things, too, it, it, we have to find the gray area between it because everyone's so dualistic with everything. Yeah. It's like you either need all guns gone or you need everyone to have a gun. And it's like there's... Or- or Uh oh Oh, yeah yeah we need the guy to jump in and constantly do or (laughs) because there are some middle ground compromises if we could actually learn how to get along and hear each other out i'm not saying once again like you have to hear out the neo-nazi that maybe lives next to you that sucks but like we're gonna have to come together to find middle grounds for most things including the whole like Democrat versus Republican kind of thing. Um, by the way, I did find this out because I have a friend who's a who's a Republican and she's very much for the Black Lives Matter movement. But what she doesn't like is that there's one, it might be the Black Lives Matter movement, but she's like, if you donate, it goes right to the blue party. And that kind of thing, because then it makes it dual. Like you can be Not a Republican a and be for, yeah, thing. yeah, exactly. So I just feel like in general, we need to find middle ground in all things. Now with the Black Lives Matter movement, racism just needs to fucking end. I know that sounds silly as like a white girl just being like, and racism. I don't mean it like from some shallow dumbass way. I mean, like literally we need to start arresting officers that kill innocent black people. This is like very wishy-washy, but I think it also needs to start in schools with little kids. I don't even know how to talk to my kids about racism because they don't, that would blow their mind to like their best friend yeah. is Japanese and Vietnamese and they have a, a lot of his, different Hispanic friends and they have black friends they actually when they were talking in preschool they said that, to the teacher that their dad was black and the <laughs> teacher Jamie she's amazing was like I know your father he's he, why would you say he's black and they meant because of my arm hair <laughs> because I'm not white I'm not they meant this, to say you're Viking. <laughs> yeah. But like I'm not white, like the color of white, you know what I mean? Like we're we have a tone to our skin. And so they yeah, said true. Well, the only color on this list that I can pinpoint is black cuz his hair's black. So that's what I love about kids innocence which is how it's supposed to be like we're so focused on like what is your race and what is your color and it's like I love that kids just don't give a yeah. shit. I'm not saying Everyone should be colorblind because I'm seeing that on Twitter. Like, shut up about that. I don't see color. Yeah. Bullshit. But um, then you're actually blind. Like, you might be missing one of your senses. Until we all look like Derek Jeter. (laughs) Nobody, this will never end. People are just going to fight over it. Which is a handsome dude to want to look like. I wouldn't mind looking like him. But yeah, no, I'm not saying like, say you're colorblind, but I'm saying like, I, I can't wait till we have that younger more evolved mentality of like who gives a shit it's steeped in love and connection hopefully that's where we're headed through all of these outbursts and protests because enough is enough obviously like there needs to be accountability for police officers who go that far and that's not an anti-police officer statement for the police officers who are aggressive whether it's towards people of color or really misusing their power in general and you're know, out. You're done. And I know police guys who work in police, and they 
they want them yes. called out. Because they're going, they're making me look bad. Yes. I'm supposed to be the guy that when I walk down the street, the kid looks at me and goes, I want to be you when I get older. Amen. And it's like, they're going, you know, a couple of bad guys make us all look bad. Yep. And it's, and I mean, the the, the argument of that is, is, well, you know, a little bit of everybody. There's a couple bad comedians out there that do horrific things. So are all comedians then bad? Well, we hit that problem too. You stop know, booking the unfunny comedians. Yeah, stop booking those guys. <laughs> and do you ever because there are some comedians that bomb constantly and they just continue keep. to work. Now I don't like to say this because at the same time everyone has a right to keep going and finding their funny. But like there are some people that you're like someone I don't know. There are some delusional comics yeah. that I'm like, dude, You've fix been- your act or something because that I've seen that joke bomb thirty times yeah I, and well the one of the big problems with comics not the not to lighten everybody else's load on this that it's like the but there's no degree or no certificate that says you're a professional comedian yeah you just have to have a twitter account true go, i'm a comedian and it's <laughs> i know comedians that have been doing it for 10 years and have never been paid you know and you're going like or you know you have this Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Comedians who, you know, get paid in drink tickets who are bad-mouthing comedians that go out and make a living doing it. And it's like... What what ground do you have to stand on other than you saying you're a comedian? You're talking a lot of New York City comics right there, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a whole scene that... Uh, they just fuel each other by, like, kissing each other's ass. And some yeah. of them are genuinely funny, but then some are just friends with the funny people, and then yeah. they've gotten in their head. Well, and the other thing is, is are. the only people going to their shows are other comedians, and that's instant poison, if you're trying to make other comedians laugh, you're probably going way too far in a direction. True. And the to me, the, the beauty of being a pro is I can make their audience laugh, but they can't make mine. Oh, snap. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, you have to be able to 
be able to perform for whoever's in front of you. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of comics... Then when you get famous, you have your own audience. Yeah, true. But they all think, like, I have my own audience. And it's like, who? Who is coming to see you? No, some people have only made it in comedy by being in a comedy clique. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And and They're whatever. But, like, it also comes with them having to be shitty to other people. And it's like... You have to, like you said, you have to be able to go out to different areas and know how to make people laugh. I'm not saying I crush every single show or anything like that. And, and, and as you shouldn't, because yeah. that means you're not taking any risks. If True. You, if everything you do works. Exactly. But yes, I don't know. I'm glad to be out of that scene for now. Yeah. Because, you know, I still dip in and out and you're in yeah. there a lot. But like if you're if I think if you're only swimming in that scene in terms of comedy, yeah. it's the same with just as a human. If like there's some people are like it's Manhattan and that's it. It's like there's so many other areas that you can get things out of. Well, that's what happened last election was the people who never leave their little pods didn't understand. They thought Trump yeah. had zero shot. And I travel the country, and I'm like, you'd be surprised. I see a lot of Trump signs, not a lot of Hillary signs. But they're like, everyone I know is voting for Hillary. And it's like, you only know people that live in Manhattan. Yeah. So even if 100% of Manhattan voted for Hillary, it's not going to help because it's one district. You need to get... I was one of those idiots, kind of, to be honest. I was taken back when Trump won, but then it woke me up too what we're saying yeah it's like i was working the election day i was working in vegas i was doing warm-up for a german tv show back to the nazis already uh, <laughs> but the whole crew is like super super liberal from la new york and there's a small group of guys from england and there we because of the german the time difference we shot this late night show in the afternoon so then we all went back to the studio where they were editing everything and putting it all together. And I go, hey, guys, the election's on. Do you want to watch? And all of them are like, there's no reason. That's a landslide. Mm. Like they completely thought. And I go, OK, well, I'll put it on. And I fell asleep on the couch. And I woke up because I was just exhausted. I woke up and they're all sitting there like, what the fuck's happening? What's happening? I, go, I told you guys like. Look around Vegas. You would think Vegas is a super liberal town. Like, yeah, they're all friends of Trump. Like, I do think we need to change though the way. I think it should be popular vote over electoral votes. Mm. I think that's coming from someone who does like no research into the political <laughs> system and why it is the way it is. But it still just doesn't make sense. Although I understand that they're trying to represent an entire country and not just have it represent like populated cities throughout so i yeah. get why well, to a degree but then it's like that's why florida and ohio are such big swing states is because it's so rural but there's so many small cities that it's like an actual representation of the middle mm -hmm. because it's like you have the farmer who makes his living as yeah. a farmer but you also have a lot of urban areas and uh, you know so it's like you kind of have this mixture. So those are the reason those states are such a battleground. Is but it's still so weird to have it come down to the same states every election. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like almost gets boring. Not that that's what the, it's about. <laughs> it's not WWE. Well, you feel like you could go but... like, okay, we know these states are going this way. We know these states are going this way. It comes down to you. Because <laughs> then it's like, okay, it's always coming down to these states. So I, I really don't know the way to fix the voting stuff. I know that there are a lot of people and a lot of communities where their machines break and the votes don't get counted before, yeah. you know, where, and then there's other like wealthier districts that always have their machines working. So shit needs to get fixed, but I'm not here saying <laughs> I know all the answers. Well, and people need to vote. The last election, a lot of people just didn't vote because they were like, oh, I'm voting for either of them. And then, yeah. and then it's like, well, it's hard to complain then. True. If you don't go out and at least try. Yeah, I'll be out there voting, obviously. <laughs> um. All right, so next. Well, let's talk about Corona for a sec. Um, it is kind of like here in Pennsylvania, we're now in the yellow. So yeah. certain businesses are allowed to open, but with a lot of restrictions. Yeah. There are some restaurants now that you can sit and eat outside. Yeah, last night I took the boys for a walk and we went up to Sweetbriar, which is a Aww. cool little ice cream spot. And I sat down and with it was me and Angie and the boys and there was a little girl who had a little graduation teddy bear. Cute. And she graduated and is going into kindergarten <laughs> next year. So Axel started talking to her about what to expect in kindergarten. And that is really cute. It, it was the most adorable thing. Next thing I know, they're playing tag, having the time of their lives. And the little girl comes Their wedding's over to me. next month, everyone. <laughs> We're sitting there. I, I, she was with her grandfather, and him and I started talking. He's a musician. So we're talking, laughing, and having such a good time. And then the little girl comes over and goes, don't worry. I'll wear them both out for you. <laughs> and I was like, she's my new favorite person. What a cutie. <laughs> she was so funny. Little Maddie, if you're listening, you shouldn't be listening. You're too young No, that's my us. target audience, four-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was really cool to be out in public again, like yeah. doing something. And we walk through the downtown and the stores are open, but you have to wear masks and you have to, you know, there's still the rules, but, yeah. and it's good to have rules, you know, like, I don't want, I don't want any more people getting sick. Like, I don't know why people fight it so hard. Well, I think a lot of people have other things that are coming up in that, um, things that where they're feeling oppressed maybe from childhood and then it comes up now and they're like, you will not tell me what to do. And then they went to like a nightclub and the beach like right before, you know, like there were those partier people that were still doing it as Corona hit. They were like, you ain't stopping my spring break and it was like and the the other problem is is everybody thinks well it won't happen to me like i won't get sick yeah people i know might but i won't and it's the same with i did say something like that in the beginning and i was reminded it's like what what trump was saying i said something like i'm a woman of faith they're like that's exactly what trump is saying i was like (laughs) oh (laughs) that's like a, a a big thing too though like that there's a lot of people who just well, it won't happen to me. It's the same with like drunk driving and stuff. People are like, I can drive drunk. It's I'm not going to get. Drunk driving trouble. is so elementary. It's all about meth driving now. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> yeah. I see. I, I, tr- I, tr- I use the meth to sober me up so I can drive. <laughs> drunk <laughs> driving. Meth driving. I've never done meth for 
my listeners yeah, who don't either. know. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm I'm kind of excited. Things are opening back up. I'm hoping to get onto an actual comedy stage soon. Oh. Our Zoom comedy shows were fun though. Yeah, but I I can't wait to like yeah have in, that again in in person. There's nothing can substitute for that. It's the same no. with like theater. It's the same as you know in person the best yeah that's why i wanted a podcast in person we did a couple once again uh mm. over skype and stuff but the sound quality is better i just like the vibes if you can do it well you can make eye contact so yeah I know, like okay she has a point coming up um <laughs> when you see like i'm shaking and you're like i'm talking with kate i'm working on that because i definitely I'm i listen Lord. to past podcasts and i freaking hate myself half the time <laughs> See, I think you actually have something to say. I feel like I interrupt people and have nothing to say. I just reiterate <laughs> what they say or repeat what was just said. I don't know if I have anything to say either. I was I I went through some of my reviews on Apple Podcasts, and a lot of them are so um, beautiful and nice. So anyone who's put a nice one in, thank you. I was reading them. Keep the nice ones coming. Yeah, but um, I should actually pull it pull it out so I can read some of the like <laughs> horrible so, ones too. Yeah. Yeah, but people will complain about anything. I would hate to hear any of the reviews of anything. I've really? Done. Well, uh, like one now, of course, I can't find it. But one was like really, really funny. It was positive, but they were like, Hold on. God damn it. <laughs> of course, now I'm going to. Lo- oh, it goes. This was positive. But then the person added when Kate laughs really hard, she somewhat sounds like a hospitalized patient with asthma. <laughs> <laughs> and I know what they're talking about because when I really start laughing, I almost am like, <gasps> and I'm like, that's so fucking funny. But then, okay, ready? So it's like, okay, this is one of the negatives. This is one star. Uh-uh. Kate is super repetitive, which I can be at times. Definitely, it's like with certain concepts, I repeat it. Like, don't be racist. I'm so annoying. Um, <laughs> no, but it says Kate is super repetitive, and it seems like she only invites people on to drive conversations about herself. <laughs> Ouch, touche. Yeah, so that's a that's a hurtful one. But you know, I take them in. But actually, it's not hurtful. Yes, you do because it's your podcast. It's about your thoughts. So, but if I don't want to always talk on, about me. I don't think you do. I, I mean, we don't. We talked a lot about Vikings and speakeasies, but yeah. but I I have definitely I definitely like to invite people on that I enjoy my conversations with and don't feel defended around. You yeah. know, um, and I think they like sometimes some combative want, energy, yeah. but like maybe in the future, I don't know. Yeah, uh, well, the I think. They want Viking podcasts. They want a Viking podcast where you're just... <laughs> Mark Riccadonna versus Kate Wolf. And at the end, we cut off the loser's head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Didn't make it in comedy. Yeah, gladiator comedy. <laughs> I th- Well, there's a lot of... If that's the thing the person's into, there's a lot of podcasts out there where it's just, you know, white dudes bitching about stuff. And going at each going other. Going at each other. Like, there's plenty of that shit out there. There are tons of networks where they only have podcasts That's all like they that. do. <laughs> I I think a good conversation if if you disagree but you can listen to each other I think those are really interesting and good and that's probably the best kind of radio. Yeah. But I, I the problem is is in this world it's you tend to want to be around people that you're similar with. So it's harder to like especially during a quarantine. Yeah. 
Like, all right, who who's pro racist? Can we get them in here? So- yeah, that's the thing. It's like, do I want to hang out with a person that's like, I'm gonna tell you why the Ku Klux Klan is popping and locking? You know what I mean? Like, I don't want. I don't know if a guy in the Ku Klux Klan would say popping and locking. To be honest, yeah, no. There we go. Look, we're getting combative. Yeah, I'm calling you out on your character. I think they do say popping and locking, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I really probably. I'm also. I don't think they do. Although you never know. I don't really hang out with many Ku Klux Klaners. It's, it's not my. Yeah, it's not the, our demo. Yeah, being you know New York East Coast comic. Like, can we think about something we disagree with? So, so my listeners can have uh, have a good. Uh, okay, let's try to. Okay, I bet you there's some areas of Corona that we disagree with. Like I'm. I don't know, though. You were a little more loosey-goosey than me with the corona. Yeah, um... kind of. But this is the thing. Like, even though I was, I still completely get and respect the people who... Yeah, Yeah, so it's not... Yeah, I mean, John's still a little further more in lockdown than I am. But Um, we respect it. Yeah, totally respect. John, if you're listening, you're a big wimp. Yeah, Uh, we're going to beat you up. It's like, John, I think, could really kick a motherfucker's ass i wouldn't want to fight him no he plays off that he's like this coy non but and that he's, he's out fighter. of shape but he's got no he's an athletic motherfucker. shoulders he'll on take him. you I out i want to wrestle him yeah no john's john's a beast um <laughs> so yeah, yeah i it took a while um we we followed whatever the rules were that the you know that we were given um and we tried to you know listen to those and then there was a time that the kids, our kids were playing with the kids next door through the window. Aw. And we kind of were like, and our neighbor was a lot looser with like, you know, they were outside doing a lot more stuff. And we kind of said like, look, if your kid's sick, our kids are sick because they're constantly talking through the window and doing stuff face to face, not yeah. like from, okay, you know, like. Because our doors, our houses weren't social distancing. Got it. Yeah. So like, eventually we we're like, all right, we might as well let them play because yeah. you guys have been safe, we've been safe. So we started playing, and then the neighbors next to him, eventually were like, you know what, you guys obviously aren't sick. The yeah. kids are all the same age, so now the three families all hang out and the kids all play together. And so it's like we're being safe, you know, whatever. We started going to my in-laws and, you know, because we know that they're doing the same. So it's like somebody could get, I could, you know, leave today. I stop and get gas and end up getting the virus and then spreading it. But hopefully not, you know, it's like, but we eventually have to start getting back to normalcy. So as it's slowing down hopefully we can start assimilating into it more and hopefully less people get sick and it's more less likely that you have to like wipe everything down when you're using it and yeah who knows we may never get back to complete normal we may have to constantly disinfect things when it comes into your house and that kind of stuff which isn't a horrible thing it's not you know it's inconvenience but it's not when we get a package in the mail, I wipe it down with a Clorox wipe. Do you? Yeah, and just before I open it, and then I try to get rid of the cardboard before the kids start playing with it. 
Okay. Because it's been handled by Yeah, who people. knows? I haven't gotten many uh, packages. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess my well, air conditioner. Kate, from what you said, you haven't been getting any packages. Uh, hey, true. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully soon. Hopefully very soon. Knock on wood. Hopefully CGs. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Don't knock on a dick. That's weird. Um, yeah. See, now I went there. Now, now there's nothing to see. My whole, my whole essence was like, whoa. All of a sudden, the daydream. There's no coming happening. back. I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. I, I think people were able to handle the corona the way they wanted to, you know, as yeah. long as it was like following legal guidelines. Um, I and I was still mostly quarantined just because I was yeah. loosey goosey. Like there were not many people I was seeing. Yeah, you so I like kind of had the out. same. Yeah, because I don't have a husband I live with. You know, I saw Shane a decent amount and certain closer friends, and that's it. Yeah. So I was really kind of doing the you same were, thing. You were being very responsible, but yeah. like you were cool, like with you know, okay, let's podcast and. If I didn't have little kids, if it was just Angie and I, I would have been like, yeah, I, I know yeah. we're in the middle of a quarantine. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Like, because if I get sick or Angie gets sick, like, well, then yeah. we'll just. But like when, with the kids, it was like, all right, we're following. Whatever. No, I understood. And and there were, I mean, we've been quarantined really for months. Yeah. So I really hadn't seen you in a yeah. in a long ass time. Couple, I think we'll get to see in a couple weeks. Yeah, um, I wonder we have four months now. I guess it was like March, April, May, June. Yeah, like four months. So you know, I, I was listening. Dollars was supposed to whatever help man everyone out. Uh, that's great. I'm not very happy with some of the systems in place at the moment, which brings us to because we're we're gonna wrap up soon. But I want to talk about you. You said you saw something. This I know is true. Oh my god! So tell us about this it. This is a new show you got to watch. It's on HBO. It's Mark Ruffalo, which that should already have sold everyone. I love Mark Ruffalo. But I guess You've got Mark Ruffalo vibes, actually. I love him. I think he's like he's what guys should strive to try to be. Because he's like very manly. He's he still represents men, but he's also a sensitive guy and yeah. he's very smart. And he might not be like you know, I I know he plays the incredible Hulk and he's a scientist. <laughs> But I do believe Mark Ruffalo is not a scientist, but he's intelligent. Like he knows. You can tell. He, he yeah. I and love he, him. He's so humble. You're like Mark Ruffalo. If Mark Ruffalo had a baby with Dan. E. DeVito. No, damn. Am I messing <laughs> up the guy's name again? From This Is The End. Uh, we always forget his name, but you get you get Danny him a McBride. lot. Yes, yeah, because you also have that edge too. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo has somewhat of an edge, but you've got also like a hard comedic because yeah, he's one of my favorite comedic actors. <laughs> and we both have that kinky Italian hair with the. His is way more. <laughs> his is way yeah. Worse his than is, mine. but I but I I adore any almost anything I watch him in. I'm already laughing. Like he's got a Will Ferrell kind of funniness. Yeah. Oh. That you just yeah. Will Ferrell's a beast it. too. <laughs> um. Yeah. But in this show, he's it's the, he's a twin brother, and um, so it's it's his twin brother. You follow the one guy is kind of the main character, but his twin brother is, I, I believe he's paranoid schizophrenic, and he basically was his brother's protector his whole life, 
and you know he had a father who was abusive and his mother was mm-hmm. kind of crazy and there's all these layers of just it's so awesome how well it's put together angie said it's based on a book she knew the book um and it, it uh, a large amount i think it's six episodes and a large amount of it is dealing with his brother who's put in a state facility mm. um, because he cut his hand off in a library. His own hand? Yeah, as a sacrifice to God. Oh, wow. And um, Yikes. He, he has, you know, he believes there's people trying to assassinate him. He has these problems, but he's very sweet and he's a very nice person. And he would never hurt another person. So it's like this. Okay. This like, uh, I don't know what the right word is. I want to say juxtaposition. But mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the right word for it. Mark's like, I don't know what, what's the right word. Juxtaposition. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> juxtaposition is a great word. It is. And that's why I wanted to use it. I don't think I used like, it I'm not right, sure. But... Actually, I have the perfect one. <laughs> I've done research just on this one word. But um he goes to the when they go to take him back to the facility they go to take him back to one that's like a little more uh, uh where they put more violent people and it's a little rougher and it's him fighting with the um fighting with like the therapists and stuff of saying like no he needs to go to this one he runs a coffee cart there he's very responsible he it gives him a job it gives him uh promise and they put him in this other one where it's like with a lot more violent uh people and uh all this stuff happens rosie o'donnell's on it which Rosie. There's a lot of people who can't stand her. I cannot believe people don't like her. She's I like her. One of the most amazing actresses in this. She made me cry like in three episodes because you just see that it's like she's trying to do what's right for him. Yeah. But also like restricted because the, these state facilities are run by people. And they just basically can do whatever they want. And you have no say or any word. Like, it's kind of a, a it's like a dictatorship with, uh, you know, with uh, like, you can, you guys can all vote and say whatever you want, but I'm going to make the decision. Yep. And it's a democracy. It's like a dictatorship democracy where it's like. Amen. <laughs> and so you watch him fight to get his brother and then. Something happens. I don't want to give it away, but he gets his brother out and then more stuff happens. And it all goes back to this manuscript of his grandfather's diary where history is just doomed to keep repeating itself. And it's Interesting. just, oh, my God. I, I. But you have to have HBO to watch this. Well, and now they, they played them out so you can actually binge watch them. Angie and I had to wait the whole week to get to the next one. And I forgot how horrible it is to have to wait a whole week when you're at the edge of your seat and you're just like, the last time I did that was when the wire was out. Oh. And it was just like, I have to wait a whole week to find out. That's why I love Netflix, right? You can oh. just keep, but then it's also dangerous. It's very dangerous you don't, because like, next thing you know, the sun's coming up and yeah. you're going, oh no, the kids are going to be up in an hour. 
to pace yourself, it's hard. <laughs> Sometimes I need like self-regulated, you know, where it's like HBO's like only one at a time, one at a time. Because if Game of Thrones had all, because some people are finding Game of Thrones now, I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, I, that would have been hard for me to like pace it. Because when I love a show, I do want to just keep going, yeah. but that can ruin your life. Oh. <laughs> This is such a lame after we just went into such deep things, but I remember Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Angie was like, you would love it. And I'm like, I'm not going to watch it. And then my friend DJ Hazard was like, you should watch Battlestar Galactica. I go, I'm not into spaceships and shit. Like, I don't, I don't like Star oh, Wars Oh, I might really much. like it. I haven't seen it. I don't like, uh, like, Star Trek. Like, I've never watched any of that shit. I don't watch sci-fi stuff. And they're like, no, you don't understand. It's about, like, politics. And it's about... It just happens on a spaceship. Mm. It's not about... And I watched it and I was like, oh, shit. And there's like eight seasons. Yeah, you're screwed. <laughs> so like, It's a gift and a curse. It gave, it, like for two weeks, it was like every free moment I had, it was like, I got to get back to Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I might have to check that out. But um, dude, it's time to wrap this up. No. Mark, where can my lovely listeners find you they can find me at my apartment cause it, or my house because i don't really leave it that much um but um yeah just go do a little nice drive by honk <laughs> he'll love it uh mark and that's uh two c's and two n's um mark riccadonna um my podcast will be coming back drinks jokes and storytelling we're doing it five days a week we got a little burnout that's a lot. Yeah, and it was on some of them were really heavy subjects. We had people who had coronavirus on. We had the doctors and nurses who were in New York City who were incredible. being overwhelmed on. We had some we had NASCAR driver on. We had a, a, a big wig over at Major League Baseball come on to talk about what they think they're going to be doing. You can just say my name. I'm the big wig. It was Major the big League wig. Baseball. It was uh a, it would be a, <laughs> We're going to be back and I think we're going to come back two days a week uh that's starting still a in july. shit ton so yeah yeah and we're gonna do it and, and so there'll be links on the website for the new okay place to go and i also have a podcast coming that you did yes um and that is called domestic nomad and it's about balancing your career and life and uh i'm glad i did it during this pandemic because i think a lot of people had to take a step back mm-hmm. and realize what's important and there's a lot of people on there who are heavily into their careers who are saying yeah i think when we go back to normal it's not going to be what it was to me i'm going to pay more attention to family pay more attention to friends beautiful it was really it was interesting to watch uh how the world has changed yeah i think we got to know what our priorities are on a deeper level what our soul needs i think we're going to still be cycling through different things to bring us closer to ourselves and who knows how corona stuff still going to play out in terms of surges and but i think overall we're, we're coming together more as a society to figure it out so i'm interested to see how it plays out i have to give you a big shout out because the domestic nomad podcast had a lot of influence from you because when you and I would talk and we started talking about what to take and you can go back and listen to your podcast the first time when we came on and we were talking about this that it's it's time to like take a inventory on your yep. life and inventory on life in general yes. and so you're a heavy influence on it and your Yay. your episode I think is going to be the fifth one released we're going to release okay. them 
Um, I, I was trying to hold off the wait until it started to get back to normal. So then people, oh. when they get back into reality of like real life, they can remember what it was like when we first went into this. Yeah, because we recorded as Corona was really just hitting. So that'll be interesting. I'll, I'll listen to the episode, even though when I re-listen to my voice, sometimes I like it and other times I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. But um, all right, where can y'all find me at the Kate Wolf? Twitter, Instagram, and then if you would like a healing, kwolf2fs27 at gmail.com. And thanks again, Mark, for not just podcasting with me, but like kind of being a com- one of my comedy partners now. Yeah. I'm honored. So, all right. 